Hey there, folks, and welcome to yet another episode of the Next In Line podcast. Uh, we are coming at you uh, after the results of two wonderful uh, matches for Loudoun United. That puts us uh, toward the top of the table for now. Um, we'll, we'll see. We'll unpack both of those matches uh, against New York Red Bulls and Indy 11 and kind of a little bit of an analysis on, on what, what we thought the result was and even a little bit of what's what's upcoming for Loudon. Um, yeah, we don't into- want we don't want to jump to conclusions here, but uh, Loudon twenty twenty two USL champions. Yeah, no, well, that's uh, that would be that jumping. Um, we're gonna we're gonna also <laughs> talk a little bit about some of the uh, transfers in and out and uh, whatnot. A little calmer now that the season's underway, uh, and some general news. And then, of course, we're gonna finish up with uh, our last segment, which is gonna be heavy on the DC United Academy. So. Thanks for, for tuning in. Thanks for listening. And uh, we're going to jump right into it. Right, Adam? Yes, we are. All right. Oh, um, man. It's been such a good uh, couple of weekends. I know. Yeah. Start off this season. Yeah. So, I mean, if you, if you, had, if, if I had told you we were going to start the season off in this way and that, you know, maybe after two weeks of, uh, of a siesta from recording, uh, you know, that we would be <laughs> sitting where we're sitting, I don't know if I'd believed you, but I, I'm certainly happy to be here. Um, so, yeah, let's get the news and, and general stuff for the team out of the way first and foremost. Um, so, you know, you, you saw a, a bevy of players enter the conversation uh, on the, the loan docket from D.C. United. Uh, the, the, I think it was game day or the night before game day for the Indy 11 game, that first game, including uh, Ted Cudi Pietro and Jacob Green. Um, oh, yeah. five, Smith. five different DC loanies. Yeah. You know, names that weren't, hadn't been on the, the roster permanently yet. And, and were given like the, the four day loan kind of thing that we saw happen with the Zod Liotti for, uh, the second match uh, for DC United. So this looks like now that, uh, <laughs> uh, find some wood to knock on it. Uh, but now that COVID is relatively uh, a thing of the past, we'll see uh. how long that, I know. You're tempted um, fate there, buddy. <laughs> I sure am. But it, it, see, you know, seeing that at least it is right now um, not in the conversation as much, we're, we're seeing these go-betweens, you know, something that we haven't really seen since that that March 2020, you know, match against Philly too uh, with uh, a bunch of players coming up and down. One of those, I believe, might have been Kevin Paredes for that game. You know, so we're going to see some talented kids come in and out of this team um, and, and, and share time between DC United. And that isn't excellent thing for us um so yeah we we had a, a trickle of, of dc loans the the names changed between the two of them but you know i, I think that for all of our sanity we're not going to name them all every week we're going to try to do our best to, to highlight which ones you know we want to stick around i think obviously jacob green is, is one of those um oh yeah 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 um so then we we also saw azad liadi you know the name i just mentioned a start for that opening game against indy 11 and um, performed very well, had a, had a very, very near, uh, a close, uh, excuse me, near goal uh, opportunity that I, I wish he had just gotten for himself. But he uh, looks like got called back up to the DC United roster. So um, unsure if we're going to see him again in, in red and white, at least for the time being. But he's a, he's a notable transfer that I feel like we should mention. Yeah. Um, another one is uh, the assist maker and... Uh, I don't know how to describe him otherwise. Uh, 
other than midfield um, Maestro, TKD. Um, Ted Cudi Pietro. Yeah, and, and we'll talk about him a little bit in a second too, but he uh, he might be gone for good. We'll see. You know, He may be one of the names that comes back up on our roster. Yeah, that really hurts me right here. I it know I, I'm yeah. happy for him, but it hurts. But he was he was an academy kid first, so you know he's he's yeah, yeah. absolutely you know, belongs to uh, and, and and lives to be in that DC jersey. So yeah, happy for that. Um, also, the other incoming players that need to be mentioned um, is we've got a couple of uh, Ivorian, uh, I believe they're from Aubrey Coast players. Yep, um, Zumana Diara and Abdul Zane. Um, who we have not seen yet. I believe I've seen them trotting around in practice on social media, which is great. That means that they're not having to quarantine for the periods that they, that I know that uh, other, other players who've come from various continents across the world have had to, you know, including Kyra Mustafa. We remember mm-hmm. him having to travel and, and, you know, in quarantine on both the front and back end of his, uh, his travel out here. But, yeah. you know, so I'm not sure what the holdup is, it, you know, why we haven't seen them yet, but, um, both of them are, are players. I think that we're going to see, uh, based solely, maybe this is stupid, stupid theory, but based solely on the numbers that they've been giving, Abdul Zane got the number seven, which is a very prominent, um, number if you're into, into soccer at all. Um, and uh, I'm not sure. I believe Z- Zamana Diaro got 12. He's listed as number 12. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, th- these are, these are low numbers. Usually these means like you designates you as a starter or someone who's going to be able to play in there. I can't think of uh, mm-hmm. that 12 being uh, one that I oh, know too much about, yeah. but maybe um, they're saying he's the 12th man on the field. There we is, go. But that's more of a symbolism. So I don't know if that's a compliment. Hey, I don't know. I can count it. Um, <laughs> they're both listed as midfielders. I'm going to go ahead and say that at least one of them is probably like a winger or, or outside mid. Um, but we know that coach Martin doesn't necessarily um, adhere to the, the normal rules of positioning. So he, they may be wingbacks, you know, they, they could be uh, in a more of a center forward type role. We don't, we don't know where, where they're going to fall in, but maybe it is, uh, you know, you, we're DC's dealing with now that they've got taxi uh, Fuentes in the building that they're, they're dealing with the, the work visa situation. Maybe that's what it is. Um, getting those international work visas um, squared away. But yeah. What do you, what do you think about, um, about transfers and everything? Did I miss anybody? I think you've hit the most of the important ones that we uh, need to cover between the two sides. And okay. uh, hopefully, we, and yeah, hopefully, uh, I as well also look forward to seeing Zani and uh, Diara, as well as, uh, I don't know, the uh, draft pick from Norway, who uh, you've mentioned before. Yes, uh, Skage, who you got the name correct. I had that confirmed. Thank you. Um, <laughs> yes, absolutely. So Skage. Oh, that bullet. <laughs> Um, I, I have it uh, from a from good, uh, good source that this is a player that they're very excited at. He's excelling in, in practice. Uh, Coach Martin's really stoked about seeing him out there. Um, the rest of the staff is too, and the players too. They, they're aware he's going to be a, a major component and playmaker for them. Um, if, if, if anybody uh, is tracking or, or cares, again, on, on the number front, he is currently listed at the number eight position. Um, again, a big number, uh, you know, for, for those people who might be Chelsea fans, that's a Frank Lampard, uh, number, but, um, yeah, so he is someone who I, I, I don't know that this is true, but I, I heard that it might be a lingering, uh, injury from a previous season, uh, that's holding him back. It doesn't seem like it's anything serious cause he's practicing. He's doing a full practice right now. So 
hopefully that's someone we see uh, in the very near future. But yeah, that's a great catch. I forgot uh, Scott Gay. Yeah. Well, um, so I think that's uh, it, on, at least on the uh, transfer news, right? Yeah, the only other two names I want to mention uh, who are not currently in Loudon's jerseys, one we already touched on, which is TKD, and the other is Gasau Samake, who both had over the weekend, what What did they, what, what was What was the big news? Well, they both uh, got their chance to play for the big boy, for the first team, the big That's boys, right. DC. They, they both got their MLS debuts uh, for DC United. <laughs> Um, you know, we always say this, we get into this a little bit of each podcast, but yeah. <laughs> um, we can't, we can't uh, not talk about DC United, obviously being tied to the hip with them, but I will say we're not a podcast that talks about DC United. So if you want to hear about how Gustav Samake and Ted Kudipietro did when they uh, donned their first DC United kits and actually walked out into the field against Toronto, I believe was the game. Yep. I don't know. Who knows? Who, who, who follows that team? Um, but if you want to yeah, we weren't paying them. Yeah, if you want to hear um, an analysis on, on how they did, head on over. Uh, the RFK Refugees has a podcast that talks all things DC United, and it's called United 96. So definitely give them a listen, and uh, yeah, they, they talk about that. Right. Okay, so um, various other news across uh, across Loudoun and the league right now. Um, let's see here. Loudoun is ranked pretty high right now. Where, where are we at, Adam? I think they're actually number three on the latest power rankings, depending on who you ask, which is insane considering they were, uh, which is insane considering they were like the wooden spoon winners before. So uh, yeah, two two time wooden spoon holder, which uh, if you don't know what that means, that means that we were uh, finished last in the entire league. Yeah. Um, So it's the the unofficial trophy of ignominy among uh, soccer fans for the team that finishes the bottom of the table in a league. So yeah. So uh, overall, um, in the Eastern Conference, right? Because we're we're split in Eastern and Western Conference. We are we're ranked second overall, um, only behind Pittsburgh, and that's Ooh. just based on goal differential. Um, we are tied on points though with with Pittsburgh with with two wins, and we're also tied on points with Louisville. Um, that's significant because what we're going to cover here shortly is they those two teams, Pittsburgh Ripperhounds and Louisville City, comprise of two of our next three matches to show that we are um, out of the easy stretch and into um, into the yep. fire. We're we're we're, we're uh, truly going to be up against some real tests these next three weeks. Um, yeah, you thought so, it was yeah. If you thought there was easy fighting against a couple other uh, USL teams that are. Let's just say not great. Now we're going to be fighting the big boys pretty early. Baptism of fire if there was ever one. So um, I don't know where the heck you're getting your power rankings from, but the USL, um, I I, I usually get my power rankings from uh, USL's website, which is good. um, Nice little analysis. And I really love if they're ranking um, them higher then I'm not going to stand in their way. All right. Um, And then there's USL. um, So that's the. So we're second in, in the Eastern Conference. That's not our power rankings, though. Uh-huh. Um, so I, I like to get them from USL Championship. They do a nice little analysis. But otherwise, I go to USL at USL Tactics, which is run by a guy named John Morrissey. He's really, really thorough, um, has been doing a lot of spots on loud and stuff. So uh, definitely give him some love if you're on Twitter. But um, he I, he took down his recent power rankings as of the time we're recording this. I think he had us at 19 or 17 overall. Uh, which is a very, very nice thing considering we beat two teams um, who weren't 
fully uh, fielding full teams at the end of the 90 minutes. Uh, but the USL championships power rankings actually put us at 14 up five from last week after week one, they had us at 19. That's um, impressive. It is. Yeah. So we're one of the bigger movers. Um, with that said, our next up opponents are ranked 12th overall. Um, Louisville is ranked first overall and Pittsburgh is ranked fourth overall. So again, yeah, we got some, wow. some stuff coming up. Um, Not to mention Pittsburgh's got a fellow uh, Loudonite on there, Robbie Dambrot, right? Mm-hmm. That's right. So and a fellow Loudoner on Miami as well. Um, so the last bit of general news before we get into talking about these, these two games um, were uh, we've got a lot of great stats coming out right now with just general, you know, uh, opportunities created shots on goal, a lot of great stats, but one of the biggest numbers um, aside from the possession, which is a little bit hard to, you know, get too excited about because of the fact that, I mean, for instance, against New York rebels too, we had uh we were, they were down a man for the majority of the game and for the last chunk of well, I, there's no excuse about Indy. We just we just bossed them um, on possession. But one of the big numbers that's come out of the possession, the result of the possession is um, our our passing, um, our completed completed passes. So when you say passes, this means your completed passes and your pass percentages. Um, Hayden Sargis and Grant Lillard are two of our three uh, center backs right now are ranked first and second. Uh, accordingly, in in the USL Championship, the entire league right now for passes. So, um, the the possession ball that that Coach Martin has been has been preaching now for the last few years is is paying dividends at least through week two. So yeah. yeah. Um, anything else on uh, on general knowledge, general news? I am. I mean, I've, one of the things I guess we'll get more in depth of this when we go over the recap, but I have been impressed with how the defense has been closing ranks a lot more and they, than I've seen them in the past year. Grant, I know two games, small sample size, et cetera, et cetera. But uh, part of me wonders, you know, if that's uh, the personnel being better, if that's Frederick Briant uh, Maybe. giving his coaching wisdom or both. Maybe. Maybe it's a confidence thing. I don't know. Let's let's yeah. uh, let's hold that thought. That's a great transition to to get into um, the recent results, which I think is going to take up a good a good chunk of the next segment. Um, and and let's do a quick shout out to our, our sponsorship. If you if you tuned in last week, we said we were going to try to do a local sponsorship for a local business each week. Um, and and this week's uh, sponsor of the week that's that is sponsoring this episode is the Loudon Brewing Company. We like to refer to as LBC. Um, mm. And so, you know, just giving them a quick shout out, you know, if, if I don't know, if, if you are listening, depending upon when you're listening or, 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 you know, depending upon whatever, you know, maybe I guess, depending on how old you are, you know, you, you might be at this moment raising a glass of beer. And so, um, you know, we want to say, if you do that, you should take a trek on down to Loudon Brewing Company and, and, you know, look for the perfect matchup uh, for listening to, to our podcast. Um, so LBC is a family owned and operated business. It's located in historic downtown Leesburg, Virginia. They've cultivated a community-focused and family-friendly atmosphere that's great for everyone. Um, I'll tell you right now, I personally know Phil, and let me tell you that this guy loves making beer. His passion for beer making shows and his selection of brews, ales, and so much more. So why not, next time you need one, grab one at Loudon Brewing. Not to mention that they've been willing to host uh, watch parties for us in the Loudon Stampede. That's right. Yeah. So, 
Um, all right, so uh, jumping into uh, results and significance. So let's talk first about match number one, home opener oh, in the 11. Or I'm getting chills should... just remembering that game. Yeah, um, we should refer to this episode as the Indy 10 and uh, the New York Red Cards. So there um, ah, we go. go. There it is. It's dropped. There it is, y'all. Um, yeah, so result win 1-0. Kamarni Smith goal. An assist from Ted Cudi PHO, the screaming run down the middle of the field. Absolutely just nobody yeah. wanted to mess with him. And uh, yeah, a, a brilliant finish. A lot of work still to do in, in, a, in a narrow um, angle. And, and Kamarni Smith provided a result. Yeah. And even before that red goal, that red card and the goal, it was great seeing uh, the defense clamp down. Hayden Sargis, who, uh, you know, one of the DC loanies, just able to, uh, block a ton of shots on his own Zamudio who they signed like three days prior. Thankfully he wasn't needed to be called upon a lot, but when he was, he smothered that ball. And that ties into, as I said before, the, the surprisingly strong defensive posture that they took. Yeah. So, you know, going into this game, we said it depends on what Indy 11 comes out, you know, the Indy 11 of two years ago or the Indy 11 of last year. Um, yeah. After a few weeks of watching that team play, I can tell you right now, I don't think that the league is impressed um, <laughs> with with what what they've they've uh, assembled and w- with the tactics that they're running with. Um, so we, we did we we bossed them. You know, uh, there was a red card, so we joked that it was the Indy ten, but that red card was pretty late. Um, yeah. We absolutely dominated the game. It, it was not a factor. Mm. Maybe it was a factor to what made them give up, but. Yeah, um, and that and you saw that retaliation on the field that happened that led to that red card. Yeah, sure. Totally um, unnecessary, but I guess that frustration boiled over. Absolutely, yeah. Um, you know, their highlight of the game was was a a, a very, very great, but uh, just a penalty save. Um, that Jackson Hopkins dropped it low yeah. into the left, and um, their their goalkeeper who is on loan from, I think Nashville, it, he made the save and, and did a great job. Um. So this was a, this was a wonderful, wonderful game. Like you said, Zamudio just got brought in um, last minute. And I feel like we'll fail to mention him enough because he definitely deserves a lot of credit in these first two games. But um, yeah, it, it was a boss performance an absolutely just dominant performance that was capped by a, a player who I think we're seeing kind of come to his own in this professional realm, which is, uh, Kamarni Smith. I think that last yeah. year he was finding himself playing in a bunch of different possession uh, positions, and uh, now yeah. we're we're watching him really develop as an attacking player. Like he played, I believe, when he was in Clemson. Um, but yeah, I mean, th- th- it was it was a great. It was it was like what we were expecting all along from Coach Martin Ball. Um, from from Martin Ball. Um, and it was it was, Marty it was Ball. beautiful. Marty <laughs> Ball, yeah. Um, a couple of notable, you know, obviously you got, you got Hayden Sarges, like you mentioned, had a, just an absolutely stellar, uh, performance in the back of the field. Um, Kamarni Smith with the goal and, uh, you, you really can't, uh, someone that just did his job and, and provided attacking opportunity after, after attacking opportunity was, was Sam, Sar- or Sam, sorry, excuse me, Sam Kadiri. Um, yes. so much. So, I mean, mind you. There was a, a lack of quality on the left side of the field for the rest of the league, it seemed. Um, but so much so that he actually made team of the week at, at, as a left wing back. Um, and, and, Muzzle tough. Yeah, fully deserved it. 
Um, he followed it up with another stellar performance against New York, New York Red Bulls too, where he made mm-hmm. the bench for team of the week. But um, yeah, oh, yeah. I mean, and, uh, and a real hope gun, uh, who's christened as the captain in his first game. That was absolutely. a surprise. Yeah. Um, and if you notice, he kind of started off toward the center of the field. He kind of moved out to the right and Sargers took mm-hmm. over that center position. I don't know if that was a decision that was made on the sideline or confidence thing or what, but um, that yeah. I, I liked that move immediately. You could see a difference in that back line. Um, but I mean, there's really nothing else to say about this game. It, it was, if you were there, um, I'm sorry. It, <laughs> it was very cold. Um, yeah. Nobody thought they would, the mother nature would just dump two inches of snow on us. That Gosh. And the snow wasn't even the worst of it. The, it was yeah. cold. It was windy. It was just, it was yeah. harsh. Um, it was an experience, you know, to, to be able to go to a soccer game that, uh, it, with that terrible of weather was, was truly nice um, to use your scarf finally. But um, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. So the, the talk of, you know, the league was still the regular performers after week one, you know, Tampa Bay and, and Louisville and, and whatnot. Um, not a lot of people paid attention to this win. Um, the couple, maybe a couple mentions of, of a win over a, a more veteran Indy 11, but rolling into week two against New York Red Bulls too. Um, they had just come off of a win against uh, Atlanta United too, and you know we're into their third match, trying to get their second win, and uh, we rolled to town at MUSC uh, Stadium and Montclair State University. There we go, and uh, and trounced them three uh, zero. Yeah. Um, now, mind you, this was a bit of a shakier start. It wasn't the same. Uh, dominating possession type game. I think New York Red Bulls yeah. is a little more of a complete team. Um, yeah, that's and maybe... Autobio Smith uh, in particular was a bit of, was quite the attacking threat uh, early on. He was. Um, they've got two, and I, I couldn't tell you their names off the top of my head. Two <laughs> two pretty uh, stellar attacking players, and and one of them was was missing from a red card from the first game. Second one was red card pretty early in our game, um, and, yeah. and that really changed. Um, the dynamic of the game, but New York, New York continued to throw punches and Zamudio needs to be mentioned because he kept us yeah. alive. He made some amazing saves. Um, I, I can't even think of the one that, that Loudon picked because Loudon had like a save of the week, but it wasn't even his best <laughs> save. He had, he had so many, so many great saves that game. Yeah. Um, but uh, P- Pancino or Pinocchio or whatever uh, the, the goalkeeper for, um, New York is he he's a he's a really good goalkeeper and he's he's not getting his justice uh he, he played a good bit for them last year too but uh he kept them alive as long as he could too but those yeah. two that he those first two let in were um were savable and then and then Jacob Green um actually crushes it so of course um, but, you got to give props to Tyler Freeman for uh you know his first two goals yeah so so let's talk about um how that played out right you had a yeah, an injury based on that yeah. that red card that was in the twenty something yeah. minute studs up tackle right yeah kind of put his studs into the thigh of Jackson Hopkins that was the last we saw of Jackson, yeah. Jackson Hopkins he got taken off the field and yeah. was replaced by uh, your boy yep Tyler Freeman mm-hmm. and and uh, the, came to us from the Sporting Kansas City Academy that's right and that that resulted in in a brace um a, a quality yeah. brace too oh yes. And uh, Loudon wasn't even done after those first two. They kept on uh, hammering away at the New York Red Bulls two net, and uh, without and with only ten men, they New York could barely muster an attack in response. 
because uh, you know one of their big midfielders decided he had to take out uh, Hopkins' legs. So, yeah. So, um, but you know they they did still have opportunities. I mean, I I, I disagree. I think that they they still looked pretty sharp and on the break um, and and nearly punished us a couple of times. Um, so yeah, you got the two goals from Freeman, and then you got Jacob Green with an absolute just crushed goal. Jacob Green. Yeah. Um. Who you know our, our wing backs right now are just playing top tier level. I mean, like all, all pro type quality players. Um, Gadiri, you know, made himself on, on, on the bench of the team of the week. Uh, and, uh, so did Sargis, I believe, but then Jacob Green actually made team of the week. So we got Loudon players all over team of the week this week, uh, the last, excuse me, for the first two weeks. Um, and that's, that's great. Zamudio had a stellar game, but our midfield was secure. Um, I think that maybe the weakest component of, of Indy 11, even that performance was Michael Gamble and he had yeah. a much better performance this year. Unfortunately, um, I think the, the weakness or, or the, the, the worst aspect of our game was probably behind Jackson Hopkins, but yeah. he didn't really have much chance to, to be out there and, and make an impact. So I, I don't think yeah. that that's a I prefer to say room for improvement. Um, well, yeah, I mean, I'm just saying he had the yeah. worst performance overall, yeah, but, but yeah. Having said that it is, it also shows you how much of a gap there is between uh, the skill level that TKD showed. And when he's gone, it falls to the other midfielders to pick up the slack. And uh, so far it's, I haven't seen one that's able to step into those shoes yet. Gadiri's darn close, man. But um, yeah, I, yeah, I guess so. Um, so the assists, you gotta you gotta note them. Uh, and and one of the things that that made Michael Gamble a little more lethal was the the opportunities he provided into the box. Uh, one of which did result in a goal, and then the other assist, of course, came from Jeremy Gray. But that midfield in general, the midfield three between Gamble, Gray, and and Nikki Downs was what you'd want. Um, it was, it was a little more controlling or a little more uh in control even though the, I guess ball control certainly wasn't as, or excuse me, possession wasn't as high as it was against the NBA yeah. at times. Um, and and seemed then, to, It seemed to flow more on the wings than it did through the midfield from what yeah. I saw in that game. And then, you know, you know, nominee for early, early season assist of the, of the year goes to uh, Nanan Landry for that ball over the top to Jacob Green that resulted in his, his goal. That was amazing, man. That was that was awesome stuff. So you, right. you like seeing these opportunities created. You like seeing uh, players get in behind the defense. Um, but yeah, so um, we're gonna go ahead and just wrap up that this little section. We're gonna talk about who's upcoming and why that's important. Um, you know, if you want a, a more of a, of a breakdown, we can do that on some of these games. But we, we want to talk about a little bit of everything uh, on this podcast, not just not just an analysis of the games. Um, but, you know, if you ever want to watch games with us, we're usually at Stampede events for away game viewing parties that's allowed in Stampede events or we're at um, at the game itself. So, you know, by Segra Field. Yeah. So upcoming, we got Miami FC. That's 26 March away. We got a lot of away games coming up between you know, New York was away. Miami was is away. Pittsburgh after them's away until we're finally home against Louisville. So upcoming, if you, if you didn't catch that, we got Miami, uh, a top. 10 top 15 ranked team right now in the power rankings. Um, you got Pittsburgh um, and, and Miami Ooh. just came off of a loss, but otherwise they've been pretty good. Um, uh, yeah. Away against Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh's always a good, you know, a, a good, a good squad. They're going to be hard, yeah. hard to play against <clears throat> the day after April fool's day. And then we got home against Louisville city FC, which everyone right now is, is pointing to 
the best team by and large in the USL championship. So this is a really tough uh, run. Adam, you mentioned, uh, you alluded to uh, Robbie Dambrot's uh, kind of not his return to us, but our return to, to his new team now <clears throat> to see yeah. him again. Um, yeah. He he's been doing all right. He's been playing well. Um, he's gotten a little bit of a little bit of time for Pittsburgh, but um, before then, you know, against Miami, we're actually going to see, we're going to get a chance to see Kyle Murphy. Um, I, I, he's not someone who's been getting a ton of minutes for Miami, but a major piece of the puzzle or a major headline right now going into that Miami game is that they're missing two players. That's Speedy Williams and Lamar Walker, who both uh, provide an attacking presence on that team. Um, they both were called up to the Jamaican international team for these international oh, wow. uh, World Cup qualifiers. Yeah, very, very Couple uh, of rowdy boys there. There you go. Yeah. So they're going to be without them and they're going to need um, some help in the, the final third. And I, I would say there's a good chance we see Kyle Murphy on Saturday um, against us. Their most recent result was a loss, but again, it was to Louisville. So take it with a grain. Can't really fault them there. <clears throat> yeah. Everyone there. Louisville is kind of the, the, the Tampa, uh, excuse me, I was going to say Tampa Bay Buccaneers, but yeah, whatever team Tom Brady's on, he's kind of that team. Um, yeah, guys coming out of retirement again. Oh, I know. We'll have to have a whole episode on that. Yeah, but that's um, a different topic. There's different sports. Football. <clears throat> um, so, yeah, just a note that uh, who we're tied on, 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 on points with right now at the top of the table in the East, uh, two of them are our next three matches, one of which well, the other one is a team that's also ahead of us in the power rankings and expected to, to finish ahead of us. Um, but there we go. That's Slouten. Um, unless unless I'm missing anything, not really. Just might be a might be a good excuse to go visit some friends up in Pittsburgh that game. Yeah, it's gonna be the. It, it, for those of you who aren't aware, that's that's your closest um, potential road trip right there. Is, yeah. is uh, Highmark Stadium, and it's a beautiful stadium that sits right there on the river. Um, but we got a couple minutes before uh, we wanted to wrap up, and we want to definitely spend some time on the academy. Um, and oh, yes. Academy. So let's let's jump right into that and um, let's mm-hmm. see what all we can. OK, I got. But, yeah, let's take a few minutes. Taka managed to catch some Academy matches uh, over the past week or week and change. Like, for instance, uh, around March 16th, there was uh, the U-17s fighting against uh, Alexandria's uh, SA as in Alexandria, Virginia. Uh, I'm not going to go over the entire game except to say that the D.C. side just dominated them for most of the match. Jace Clark wore the captain's armband at number 50, uh, but uh, he didn't really have to do a lot <laughs> there. Um, Alessandro Nino Maldonado, the kid who's been getting noticed by both the U.S. and Honduras uh, youth squads, he's he had some pretty good uh, moves during that thing. And uh, Arvid Lindquist, who he got, he managed to get himself a couple of goals in that game, as well as uh, provide some security for the midfield. Uh, wearing the number 18 spot, looks like he might be attacking midfield or forward uh, in the future. So keep an eye out for that kid. I know he's been mentioned on the uh, on Loudon's roster with regards to the 12, give or take two of the academy kids that have been mentioned as uh, potential loud and players this year. Mm. And uh, also I got to see uh, an interesting U15 match. Uh, I admit I didn't get a lot of names there. I did get to see uh, <clears throat> I, how I guess they uh, 
at U15 is when you're kind of exit the transition between where you're just kicking the ball and having fun running at it. And when you're trying <laughs> to learn tactics and patience and uh, you got to see some amazing individual performances. Uh, I could hang out with the number 43 Jersey. You've also got to see that they're still working on the teamwork part. Some of them getting hung out to dry, but on the other hand, some of them making some amazing plays. One who did off a corner kick that uh, never even touched the ground, for example. And uh, hopefully Diego and Jason, we get to see more of them as they come up in the, uh, in the DC Academy system, perhaps uh, Loudon in the future. And don't forget uh, Isaiah Chase Chisholm, who also uh, got his debut uh, oh, wow. in a Loudon jersey. And he was playing not too long ago on one of these youth teams, so, or both of these youth teams. So, yeah, uh, absolutely. And one, I guess one last thing, though, not specifically Academy. There was a preseason game that took place uh, across the street from Segra Field because Old Glory DC was uh, had reserved it. But that's not our uh, topic right now. I got to see uh, an appearance by Dane Jockerman, who has been, you know, heavily teased as a current, if not future, uh, future, if not current, uh, Loudon player between the sticks. And... Uh, Got to see him uh, save a PK and uh, also do an amazing uh, trick with dribbling with his legs, which, you know, as creative as it was, how he deked out that attacker, it's not something you want to see a goalie do compared to a defender when a goalie can go down and grab it. Uh, having said that, not a lot of folks took that game seriously. A few folks were still wearing their practice jackets on the field and, uh, and uh, the Loudon side spent a lot of it on their back heel, though they did get a couple of good shots in. Uh, having said that, you know, looking forward to uh, seeing those guys uh, get their shot in the future, and including yeah. Dane Jackman. Yeah, absolutely. Um, which which will pose a, a whole new um, complicated narrative to yeah. uh, the between the sticks. For, for Unfortunately, if there's only one goalie spot, and now we've got what four or five goalies that have listed as potential uh, Loudon folks this year. Yeah, you know, and who Luke Peacock did not sit on uh, the bench for that New York Red Bulls game. We did not have a, a, a goalkeeper on a secondary goalkeeper on the on the roster um, yeah. to back up Zamudio, but uh, we know that Joey Rice should be now eligible to play. Uh, mm -hmm. Will they give him the nod, or did Zamudio's performances uh, earn him that nod against Miami? So that's something that we're certainly going to be keeping an eye on. Um, you know, we'll be keeping an eye on the top of the field against Miami FC because I think that one of the biggest questions we had going into this, this season was who from the academy could they find to fill in um, the need at, at striker. But I think that Kamarni Smith has kind of answered the call. Um, he seems yeah. to be providing those opportunities, and, and so has Tyler Freeman. He might get a nod at, to start um, mm -hmm. and, and more of a, of a false niner type type position or maybe out in the wing i don't know um but yeah you know hey look we're, we're gonna go ahead and wrap up here but you know definitely want you to, to to try to catch the game and and if you want um i'll tell you we're gonna do our best to try to be at the watch party loud and stampede does a really good job of throwing watch parties i think that actually the team loud and united is gonna be throwing watch parties now too um i haven't Ooh, official on... ones yeah i don't know um i, I believe so I think that those are going to be in Leesburg. I, I, I have an idea of who I, where I believe those are going to be, but I don't know if I can say that. So um, <laughs> I, I won't, I won't get myself in trouble. 
Um, but keep an eye out on social media. If you're not following us on social media, on Twitter, Instagram, uh, on Facebook, we're not very active on Facebook, but if, if you're not, I tried, us, I try. Yeah, here we go. Um, then, then definitely give us a follow on there. We'll try to keep you in the loop of where those and when those are going to be. Uh, we know when they're going to be, um, cause it's just look at when the game is, but, um, as well as the loud and stampede, give them a follow, give them a like, uh, the, the same places. They're going to do a, a really good job of sharing so that way people go out and, and go to their events. But yep. um, and, uh, one last thing, yeah. um, DC United Academy, youth Academy, uh, Ooh, unfortunately, upcoming. upcoming, unfortunately they don't play a lot of home games in the next, uh, couple of weeks, unless you happen to be near Gillette stadium, uh, this Saturday, they play, uh, New England Revolutions, uh, U-17s and U-15s. On the other hand, if you're uh, in the Baltimore, Ellicott City uh, area, they play the Baltimore Armor uh, on April 2nd at uh, 10 a.m. So if you're up early and you live in Maryland, uh, feel free to see the U-16s on both sides. And then the uh, day after, uh, the Sunday, the April 3rd, uh, they come back to Segra Field to play uh, NYCFC, the U-17s and the U-15s at uh, 10 a.m. and noon, respectively. Heck so, yeah. Uh, yeah, like I said before, it's free to attend. You can even bring in a coffee. And as long as you don't make an ass out of yourself, uh, they usually won't mind. Don't don't make an ass out of yourself. Yeah. Um, I totally forgot to say maybe the, <laughs> the biggest piece of interesting uh, information that I don't know. Maybe nobody cares about this, but who our oh, man, men's of the matches were. <laughs> um, and we're going to end it by just me saying them. I'm not going to analyze it, analyze, analyze it blah, because uh, <laughs> you should know why they are. Um, Indy 11, it went to Kamarni Smith. He was also the, the man of the match, the, uh, the stampede. And uh, Tyler Freeman with the brace off the bench uh, with a wonderful overall 8.9 out of 10 performance uh, on our metrics. So, um, got New York Red Bulls too. So you got two uh, strong start yep. for the men of the match. But that's all we got tonight. Uh, sorry, we were a little over the 30 minute mark. Uh, we try to keep it around 30 minutes right now. But uh, we, we definitely thank you for tuning in. If you're still listening right now, we always appreciate uh, those who <laughs> stick around for the whole episode. Um, but yeah, go ahead and. Uh, yep. And for those out. of us, and for those of you out there who are on our Patreon, uh, you can see our uh, two beautiful faces while we are giving you the news and about the Loudon and DC youth Academy. That's right. Yeah. uh, Signing off. uh, As always, this is Adam and Delavitz. I'm Adam Davis. And as always stay loud and united.